Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to say for two weeks in a row, which is rare nowadays, I'm joined again by my friend Matt. How you doing, mate? It's as rare as two Spurs wins in a row at the moment, isn't it? Oh, see? <laughs> I wanted to be like Santa on Prozac level of positivity this week, and within 10 seconds, straight away, wallop, oh, have mate. a quick left hand jab. <laughs> Just, oh, I'm a realist. I've been a realist, sir. That's... No, don't do that. Don't do, you know that you know that drives me insane. Don't don't do the realist thing. Oh God, that's just cover from a negative git. Yeah. No, I am. Um, nah, yeah, well, you're right. I mean, for one, you, there's there's no two ways about it. Two wins in a row is like crack to us right now. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's nice that me and you were having a couple of weeks together. It's been like one off, one on. Me out, you out. Everybody shake about, step in, Stefan coming in left, right, and centre. So it's nice to, you know, nice it to be us again. We, 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 we're keeping the listeners on their toes, aren't we? You know, giving the unexpected we every week. Yeah, yeah, we never know what's going to happen, <laughs> mostly because we don't. We don't exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, we got we got a packed show, plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, I think the the main thing I want to open up talking about straight away is the fact we're into the fourth round of the FA Cup. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I mean, it's it's a it was a really weird game, wasn't it? Because for the yes. first kind of what well, the first half, I guess it was just like a practice match. It felt a little bit like the uh, the Champions League game um, yeah. when we played. Uh, oh, how do you pronounce them? The red? Are they called red? Can we call them red? Yeah, red, red Star. Bagway, red Star. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Th- that was it. it was easy wasn't it it was an easy game yeah. and it almost flattered to deceive and it, it kind of felt like that a little bit in the first half I think it, it did it, it felt a little bit to me and it is quite possible I guess for a lower league team um, not wanting to be disparaging now so I hope no one thinks of it that way to come to that stadium and I think perhaps they arrived there looking around like wow <laughs> look where we are mm. and a couple of early mistakes we capitalised on them uh, well, one early mistake, Lachelso capitalised on a good finish, and then Lamella basically just through work rate got his goal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. just win the ball back, steam forward, and finish. Um, so that kind of happened, and I think they were just flat then. Uh, the thing that troubles me the most about that, and this troubles, you know, possibly a little bit hard, is the difference between a team that are possibly confident in going forward and doing really well. And us right now is we never made it three or four before half time. Mm-hmm. We kind of went into this tune it up, yay, <laughs> and and just didn't kick on. Didn't seem to have energy to kick on. Which Lachelso was trying constantly. I felt um, I I I don't know about you, but watching you know talking about the whole game now. I felt he was an absolute breath of fresh air for us in that game in terms of willing to receive the ball, constantly moving to be in space to receive it, and then always looking forward every time. And I know a few of his passes didn't make it, 
but it was mostly because he was always trying to do something. Mm. He, he reminded me, because we haven't really seen much of him every this season. He reminded, no. He reminded no, me a bit in his work rate and his almost his look as well. He's that uh, that guy they've got at Liverpool, the Swiss guy. I'm trying to figure his name at the top of my head. Um, you're the one that Holly comes on uh, as a sub occasionally. They bought him from Stoke. Oh, what Shakiri? Shakiri, he's got that kind. Of, to me, he's kind of got that look about him. You know, he's almost awkward the way he walks. You know, and yeah. when you see him come off the pitch, you think he looks like he's injured. You know, but oh uh, well. He's kind to of be got fair, a... when he, he he came off the pitch and in the post match interview, he said he could barely walk off. He was knackered. Yeah, he, he, um, he did look like yeah. a bit. Of a... He, he was he was coming off that pitch with sore feet, sore everything. So yeah. he, he put he's... a lot of effort in, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I don't think we as fans in England can fully grasp the difference it must be to play in England compared to other countries because mm. we kind of always joke about it like you know you got to adjust to, you know they got to adjust to the Premier League you got to adjust to it but then you see some players come over and they seem to take it to like, like a duck to water and you think well it can't be that difficult then you know so and so did it straight away but then the vast majority though and it is the majority you see them they're like near death <laughs> in the first opening months of like coming here and you think how how in the hell? You know, what's going on there? And you see him, he's just... He came off... He, he crawled off that pitch. But I think it's the big difference, um, perhaps we're seeing mentality-wise, mm. is Lachelso did put that work in and did basically crawl off the pitch at the end. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, we're seeing Undambele come down with injury after injury after injury. Um, I'm hoping... The on Dembele thing will be resolved again through time, through conditioning, um, because he's still a young lad. I mean, he's not long turned twenty three. Um, it is a massive step. You know, we talk about the step Lachelso Spain to England. Uh, you know, playing in the warm weather of Seville to playing against Middlesbrough on a Tuesday night in yeah. the rain, <laughs> um, and then you've got Nabele, who basically was playing in France and. I, I don't have a very high regard for the French League. So if there's anyone listening who really enjoys the French League, I apologise. But I've watched some games in it, and it's dire, in my opinion. It's like watching League Two. It, it, it's just awful. Mm. The pace of it is pedestrian. You know, you compare the pace of that to La Liga. Even Serie A is a faster pace. And I regard Serie A as just one step up from walking and one below jogging. <laughs> So, to see Underbelly, who's undoubtedly a world-class talent in the making, he was probably, most of the games there, 40-50%, because he didn't need to do any more than that. Yeah. In England, in that position he's in, you've got to be 100% every game. Or people, and, and also people are going to kick crap at you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> do, do you know, do you know what, actually, Sam, thinking about it, this is a, is a, a poser for you. So, yeah. Lamella... Yeah, like he's he's kind of a, a very tenacious move, and his goal kind of summed him up, really, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. But do you, do you think if he hadn't have come to the Premier League, if he'd have gone to, for example, if he'd have stayed in in Italy, yeah. do you think he would have been the player that we see today? No, I, I think he'd be better. Um, I think he'd be a better, more attacking player because he wouldn't be injured as often. I, I genuinely believe that. I th- I think he. You look at his build and the way he played. Everyone remember those YouTube videos when we signed him, mm. the the cutting in thirty yard screamer into the top corner regular basis for Roma. 
Um, he was a very, very technically gifted, but he liked to put his foot in, no doubt about that, but he was just a very skillful player, who in Argentina, they had him up there with Messi, if yeah, you remember. When we signed him, they had him like um, out of this world. They were really believed that this kid was going to be the next big thing. And he just he's adjusted his game completely to England. And the adjustment in his game is to become that little bit more snappy and nasty in what he's doing, which I don't think Argentinian footballers are opposed to. <laughs> exactly. I, think, I, I get the impression they're they're quite happy with that. They enjoy that side of it. But I, I just don't think he'd have had the same injuries, no. Mm. Um, I think in Italy, slower-paced league, I think he probably would, if he'd gone on to Spain after a couple more years at Roma... I think he'd be one of those players you see in the Champions League every now and again. You go, bloody hell, he's good. Yeah. You know, look at what he just did. Well, I mean, he's, <laughs> but in, he's, he's but done... in England, you you get snapped. You know, you yeah. try and beat two people. The third guy that comes in breaks your legs. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, exactly. I mean, you've only got to look at that. You know, in that Europa League game when he scored that yeah. ridiculous yeah. Rabana goal. You know, what I mean, so yeah. he's got that ability and that skill. But yeah. I, I think it's it's almost like a bit of a shame, really, because mm. I, I like Lamella. I think he's a great a great player, but he's not. Are great, is he? And and like you say, yeah. they, he could have potentially had a better reputation, been more successful yeah. if he'd stayed in Italy. It's a shame, yeah. really. Yeah, it is a shame because he seems a genuinely nice guy in terms of you know family. Um, you you see in social media posts, and also <clears throat> he's very dedicated to the club. Mm. Like he he, I get the impression he feels like after that horrible situation with his hip surgeries and stuff. I get the impression he's the sort of player who's like, do you know what, I, I owe this club something. Mm, mm. And and he, he seems to, because um, Jose Mourinho was talking about, again, a mentality thing. And he talked about the fact that, you know, they were struggling with players suspended an injury. And Lamella basically walked out of the rehab room and said, look, I'm only about 60, 70%, but I can give you 30 minutes if you need it. Mm. And Jose was like, yes, <laughs> that's what I like. That's the actual <laughs> you know? one here, yeah. Yeah, you know, he is like, you know, you need me, I'll be there. You know, put me on the bench. If you need me to come on, I'll, I'll give everything. And and that's what he does. And it, it, I know a lot of people, because he's not the player we all thought we were getting. You know, like he's not the bail replacement, which everyone was expecting from the YouTube clips. Yeah. And the celebration and, was the same as Bell, wasn't it? With a love heart, yeah, we've like, yeah, we literally yeah. got a replacement. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yes, brilliant! Look what we've done. We've sold one for a hundred million and signed loads, including a replacement. Didn't yeah, work out. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been amazing if it had? <laughs> you know, yeah. If all of those players had been as good as we all thought they were going to be. Oh, oh no, Sadaldo for thirty odd goals. Oh, Capua uh, was one of them, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, Lamella banging them in as well. That Danish bloke who's dead to me, he'd have been great. Well, talking, yeah. about, talking about the Danish bloke, when he goes, Lamella will be la- the last of the Magnificent Seven, won't he, from, was it he 2013? Will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he will be. Yeah. The last man standing. Who would have predicted that a no, few years I ago? I would have done that. Never, never. When he was out for a year and there were conspiracy theories, he'd been done for drugs and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I remember the club had the post-surgery photos that proved that wasn't true. <laughs> That was so ridiculous. It was. <laughs> you know, we were talking last week on the podcast about how I made, I did that uh, April Fool's joke, and then it's gone viral. Yeah, that means that you know. And I was talking about how bad that is. Every time I see it shared, or like a journalist picks it up, I'm like, oh my wow, I wrote that. It was an April <laughs> Fool's joke. There are people out there who genuinely started Lamella's a druggie rumors that went huge to the point the club had to deny it. 
And there's also people out there who shared, you know, started Jan Vertonghen shagging Christian Eriksen's wife rumours that the players had to come out and deny. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how they feel. Because, like, for me, I wrote that as an April Fool's Day joke. But even that, I still feel guilty now that someone took the final line off and has spread it around as fact. I, I guess different mentalities, I suppose. Some people like doing stuff like, like trolling behaviour and that create a rumour it goes viral and you sit back and go yay look what I did do you know do you know what though Sam do you know what you need mate this is this is what yeah. will cap off the the, the the infamy of it is we yeah. need we need Daniel Levy to deny it and then you, you've made it you, so know, that's you, it. you can so, drop the so, mic and walk away so I have to come up with something that Daniel Levy has to deny yes. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's the challenge well, Sam alright well April 1st isn't that far away no, again people you've got, you got, you got a couple of months to think about I'd like to think, though, this is, the th- this is what gets to me, is I'd like to think on the 1st of April, anybody reading anything would have a level of scepticism yes. about them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, still, it worked. Uh, I d- yeah, it has worked so well. I might just post the same thing and see if anyone goes, uh, that's been shared for months. <laughs> uh, God, that's been out there for so long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wrote it. Yeah, but anyway, we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to it, so I'm delighted we're through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. Um, we go to Southampton. That's not going to be easy. Nope. Uh, um, I think it's the 24th. Um, so it's a week away. Uh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it's just the 24th. Isn't it? So not this Saturday, the Saturday after. No, I'm not confident, Sam. I, I, I'm just not confident at all. And I know, you know, we, we, we're going to make this, this podcast positive, I promise. So uh, please stop me now from being negative. Yeah. And I know you said... I'm stopping you, you're being negative. <laughs> I know you said being realist is, is, is another way of saying being negative. But yeah. how, how can we be positive about the game? How can we look at it and go, yes, we're going to win against Southampton in, in the fourth round? Um, I don't think there's any way we can look at it and go, we're definitely going to win. I, I definitely don't think there's any team we can look at now and go, yeah, we got that. Um, Pochettino's best two years, I felt, going into every game we were going to win. Yeah. Um, right now, we're back to the pre-Pochettino era, um, the kind of Tim Sherwoods, if you will, um, which is, who are we playing? Ooh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, Akron's and Stanley, yeah, got a couple of good lads. We're playing their under-12s, yeah, still, they're they're young, they're fit. Ooh, it's going to be tough. Um, I find myself rattling off the excuses. Uh, it's Watford, you know, up next in the league, and in every logical part of me, looks at that and goes, we're the better team. We we should beat Watford. But then the other part of me goes, they're on a resurgence. They got a new manager. They're they're winning games. They've done really well recently. So yeah, uh, you're, you're right. There is no looking at it. But yeah, sticking with the FA Cup, um, the only thing I'd say is... There is no way in hell Jose Mourinho is going to do anything other than target the FA Cup. Yes, I agree. And I think the players going into that game will be under no illusions whatsoever that if you want to lift the trophy this season, this is it. Mm. You lose this game, you are not lifting a trophy this season. Mm. You know, yes, we're still in the Champions League right now. Yes, you're still in the Premier League right now, but Liverpool have already won it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to be lifting a trophy, if you want to prove something to everybody around you that you're winners, this is the game. Mm. And then the fifth round becomes the game. Mm. The quarterfinal becomes the game. And I I just get the impression that has to be it. And me and you have talked about confidence and stuff, and this team is devoid of it. You can see it. Like, you know, 2-0 up against Middlesbrough, 
and in cruise control, and then Middlesbrough get a goal, and the team looked terrified. We were terrified, you know, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, bloody right we were. Yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty much, oh, I know where this is going, extra time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to watch this into extra time. Yeah. It really uh, kicked yeah. off after 8 o'clock. I, mean, I want to go to bed. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. I, I've had enough. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a frightening kind of feeling at the moment but what we were saying about confidence and we said about strikers in the past you know you just need one to go in off your ass sometimes to get over the line to to get the confidence back me and you have talked about oh perhaps we just need to get a win any win to do it but it's not materialized I, i think what we actually need and this is not easy is to win a few get get a few games on the banks we got an opportunity right now you know on paper we've got a great opportunity now against watford would be a great win you know, a really great keep the keep the side up. Then Southampton, so you could win three games in a row, progressing the FA Cup. And I think that could make a massive difference Absolutely. to us as a side. Um, I do just want to touch on Liverpool very quickly. The game against Liverpool, um, going into it, I predicted a four nil hammering. Um, I was not confident we'd even get nil. I was terrified of what they were going to do to us. Um, I think. Going into that game, the the team obviously worked a lot with Jose on. We will not, you know, thou shalt not pass. You know, we will defend. We will defend in numbers. We will close them down. We will deal with them. He had a very set plan with our academy youngster Jaffet Tanganga, who I'm going to have to learn how to say his name better. It is unfortunately. Uh, I I do wanted to say how. How really impressed I was, especially with the Middlesbrough yeah. game. But unfortunately, I think social media-wise, Tanganga is going to be the new Ericsson when it comes to sp- his spelling of his name. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be atrocious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. We're, we're doing the Tanganga. I saw someone call him t- Tatanga. Uh, the other yeah, day. yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> like like the American wrestler Tatanka. It was getting bad, um, but no, he, he's uh, he did great against Liverpool. You could see right from the first minute there was a game plan worked out. Anytime Sadio Mane gets the ball, you're his shadow. <laughs> you are yeah. in his face, yeah. um, and and it worked. He did brilliant. He managed to neutralise him, and then Salah moved on to him, and he managed to do great against him as well. Um, I was really impressed with the way Sanchez played as well in that game. Um, I thought with Alderweireld, the three of them looked great. Um, Moving into the Middlesbrough game, because I think it's something that we ought to mention, is how awful Sanchez was in that game. He was pretty poor. Um, yeah. the, the weather conditions from people who are at the game seem to be a lot more forgiving. You know, People at the game were a lot more forgiving for the mistakes he was making under the high ball than people watching on television, because we just couldn't see the swirling wind and, and the ball getting caught up and stuff like that. All we saw was the ball go up in the air and Sanchez being completely the wrong place and then nearly get caught out every time. Mm. Um, but you could see his confidence went when that happened, and I think this is a true sign across the whole team. The minute one thing goes wrong, their shoulders go. You know, you can see it like Sanchez. The minute he got caught out a couple of times, you could just see all the confidence drain from him. It was like he couldn't kick a ball after that, you know? It was, it was hard to watch. Um, but against Liverpool, him and Tanganga and Alderweireld, I thought were phenomenal. So I, I do, I do know people are quite quick to jump and shout and give stick to players when you have bad games. And Sanchez had an awful game against Middlesbrough. No two ways about it. 
but I felt he was good against Liverpool. I feel if he's picked in the next game, he'll be good again. Um, it, it's difficult to judge on a one-off. You know, everyone has crap days. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. C- can you see? I mean, Tanganga obviously had a really good game uh, against yeah, Middlesbrough. Yeah, fullback. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but he's obviously a centre back. Is his, his, his he is, preferred yeah. position? But can you can you see him sort of turning into into a sort of a right back and being that? That kind of player, um, or do you think Mourinho or kind of long term centre back? I think Jose would be delighted that he had a really good game at fullback. I don't think you'd want to do that long term. I remember when Ledley King first debuted, and I said this to you the other day. He was playing up front. Some games yeah. he played defensive midfielder for like half a season. Um, and then he was at fullback. You know, it, he kind of got introduced into the team where we needed him. Yeah. You know, he was kind of. Young Ledley King was Tottenham through and through. Been at the club all my life. You want me to play on the wing? Right, I'm there. Mm. You know, and I'll do everything. And I think uh, Young Ed Jaffet's the same. Been at the club since he was ten years old. Post match interview, they said, "Oh, your contract." And he said, "Oh, if the club give me the offer, I'll stay here for life." Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> he he's Tottenham through and through. So from his point of view, Jose Mourinho says, "Right, I need you to go up front." Done. You know, I need you in gold, done. <laughs> you know, I am there. Um, but the pleasing thing is, is that he did put in that performance at fullback, which means Serge Aurier, for example, does have someone who we can rotate him to, also has someone that can cover um, and and can push that. Because Carl Walker-Peters, unfortunately, through lack of game time, in my opinion, has completely stalled and needs to move on for his career. Yeah. He, he has to. He has to move somewhere. Um, I, I think the club have resolved to sell him, to be honest with you. I, I'd still be happy to see him loaned this season, get 10 to 20 games in before the end of the season and see where he is level-wise. Um, there are a couple of Premier League clubs, including Crystal Palace, who want him on loan. I think a lot's going to depend on uh, our acquisitions to whether that deal happens. I think that could be right the way up to the deadline um, deadline day for that but hopefully he'll go, hopefully he'll get games because clearly the club aren't going to play him at the moment because he is so devoid of confidence in himself because he's not played Yeah, of course. and when he has played we've thrown him in against Barcelona, Bayern Munich <laughs> it's like what? It's bizarre isn't it, it's so bizarre <laughs> it is bizarre, it's like why, what are you trying to do to the kid? Yeah. It's like, in one hand, you could say, what a show of confidence that is. No, it's not. It's like a lamb to the slaughter. Go on, go out and play against the best in the world and get your ass handed to you. <laughs> no, we're playing Middlesbrough. Okay, we'll play an academy centre-back at right-back instead of you. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, cheers, guys. Um, but yeah, so, so that's that. I mean, speaking of loans and things going out, I do have a loan update for you, people. Do you want an update on our players that are out on loan? Good! Because here it is. I can tell you've been waiting for this, mate, with baited breath. Oh, completely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can tell. Um, we had a total of uh, seven players out on loan um, when the window opened again in January. Four of them have returned to the club. 
The four that have returned is Kazai Sterling. Uh, injuries just curtailed him. A really freak injury, actually. He's had like internal bleeding, follow a dead leg. Oh, right. What was that? During a, during a game, then that happened. Or? Yeah, yeah, like a dead leg in a game. And then he's oh. ended up with internal bleeding. He's had to like recover from and rehab from for months. Talk about a freak injury. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully he's back training so hopefully he's going to be back and okay and maybe you'll get another loan um anthony giorgio's returned i was quite sad about that because when he went out on loan to ipswich he started really well and then just completely fil- flickered out um didn't get any game time so we've recalled him as well uh cameron carter vickers started his loan at stoke quite well uh but new manager there uh dropped him so getting no game time so brought him back and of course, the obvious one we brought back is Young Clark, who yeah. we bought from Leeds, loaned to Leeds, and they've wasted half a season of him. So frustrating that was, wasn't it? Charming, yeah. charming mm. chaps. Um, Clark is going back out on loan to QPR. I can say that with a level of certainty uh, because I've seen him in a QPR shirt earlier today, um, <laughs> but it's not been confirmed by anybody yet. Um. I'm just, as I'm saying this, I'm just going through and about 10 minutes ago it's been confirmed by the club that Jack Clark has joined QPR on loan to the end of the season. Let's just, yeah, <laughs> let's just hope he gets a decent amount of game time there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, nice lad. Um, he, he just needs to play. Yeah. He just desperately needs to play some football, um, which is what we need. Uh, but yeah, so Jack Clark's gone back out to QPR. Already at QPR is Luke Amos. Uh, Luke Amos is getting regular game time for them. He's already made 20 appearances, um, and he's doing great. He's really well thought of there, to the point that QPR want to buy him. So, um, Luke's doing brilliantly. He's playing in the Championship, so at a decent level, uh, playing week in, week out. Uh, If you get a chance to watch any QPR games, look out for him. Um, Jack Rolls, who, by the way, scores goals, uh, has extended his loan at Cambridge, Originally, it was scheduled to end in January. It's been extended to the end of the season. Sod's Law, no sooner did he extend it, he picked up a little injury. Uh, It's not serious, so he'll be back hopefully next week. Uh, But he's already scored six goals from midfield for Cambridge. Um, Delighted with that. Um, Really good little player. They love him down there. Yeah, he Um, seems to be enjoying himself as well, doesn't he? Yeah, you only only got to go on their social media for a few minutes. They call him a wizard. Um, (laughs) The fans love him, which is great. And lastly, George Marsh. Uh, George Marsh, again, his loan was scheduled till January. He's extended it till the summer as well. He's at Leighton Orient. He's made 19 appearances so far. We'll probably make that again in the second half of the season. So a great loan for him, uh, getting proper game time week in, week out. And for Jack, for George, um, yeah, for Jack and George, this is their first ever senior football. Um, You know, they've played under-18s for Tottenham, under-23s for Tottenham. But these loans is their first ever first team football. So to be getting this amount of games and to be doing well is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's exactly what the loan system should be for, is letting these players go out. Because players develop at all different levels, different ages. You know, you've only got to look at Harry Kane. Didn't break through till he was 23. Mm. He, he went on countless loans. Andros Townsend, all these players who went on, who have gone on to become good Premier League players we're loaned here there and everywhere you know just we need to re-establish this getting players who have got ability actual game time yeah uh, of course sorry mate i was just going to finish that because look at carl walker peters if he'd had a loan three seasons ago that kid would be our first choice right back now i promise you 
Sorry, go on, mate. No, no, I was, I was going to say, um, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Sam. Um, it's, it's difficult with these loans because I, I, appreciate, I appreciate sometimes you almost need a crystal, crystal ball sometimes to work out whether they're going to work or not. But you'd, yeah. you'd like to think that when these players are going out on loan, there's a lot of, a lot of thought going into where they're going and how much game time they're going to get. And clearly with Jack Rolls and... Um, Mark, Mark, it's Marsh, isn't it? The guy that scores late in Orient. Yeah, yeah. It's it's worked for them too, hasn't it? You know, they they're getting has, a yeah. huge amount of game time. And and like you said, this is exactly what the loan loan system is there for to give them give them that that kind of because they they clearly. I mean, you know, Jack Rose isn't going to walk into the, the top of the first team, so he no. needs to get match practice and and you know just be used to playing competitive games because uh, yeah. as, as much as under 23s is, 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 uh, reserve games are, are good practice they're nothing like and and a, and a good example I'd su- I'd suggest of the difference between under 23 and competitive games is uh, Tanganga I've and I've seen a few people say this actually who've been to, who go to watch quite a lot of under 23 games yeah. he, he he didn't set the world alight at all you know, in 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 the games I used to watch him play, and he used to come away thinking this guy is going to be phenomenal when he plays for the Premier in the Premier League or plays first team football. But it, it's completely different. You know, it's a completely different uh, uh, thing, isn't it? Playing for the under twenty threes in front of fifty people and playing in front of like you know thousands and thousands of people in a competitive match where the result of the game is very important. You know, so it's it's good to see that it's working. And it's just a shame that we can't. And again, you know, it's, it's not. I'm not criticising the club for it because, like I say, you probably need a crystal ball sometimes. But I just wish we could have a few more success stories like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, sorry, mate, to jump in. You just said about not criticising the club, but I do think the club do bear some responsibility though, because, for example, the Jack Hart loan to Leeds, which has been a disaster. Mm. It's something that was easily foreseeable because Leeds wanted him back on loan initially. We said no. So Leeds then went on, okay, well, we're selling that lad, so we'll get other players in on loan. So by the time we changed our mind on that and said, oh, actually, yes, they'd got up to their capacity for loan players. So what that basically means is they did the deal because they wanted the money, you know, the money from him. He went back to him on loan, but they already had other players in. So why are they going to prioritise him, who they've just sold, above other players that they possibly have an option on, you know, possibly if they get him in playing and playing well, they might want to stay. You think about Leeds are going for promotion to the Premier League. If you get a player in on loan from a Premier League team who ain't playing there, you get promoted with them, you know, they're going to have an amazing feeling. Do you want to stay here? Can we sign them? Mm. You know, whereas Jack Clark, he's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's gone from us now. So anyone really looking at that situation could have gone, oh, actually, he ain't going to get played. But we didn't. We just did it because it got him off our payroll. You know, we signed him. He's gone again. It wasn't fought out. Um, Years ago, we had a person in the academy who was a former scout. And their job was purely around the loan players. And what they would do is they would talk to the... If a manager approached us, you know, I'm interested in taking this lad. This guy would go in, talk to them, find out what what their vision is, what their training methods are. You know, what do you do? What you know? This is a striker in our academy. Do you want to play him up front? You know, because sometimes they'd look at a player like we have a winger, and they go, oh, "Actually, no, we want to play wing back." So I think he could do that. Mm. So this guy would go out, do all of that, and then when they went on the loan, he'd go and monitor them. He would literally, as like a scout, go and watch them on a regular basis, all of them. 
why we did away with that, I'll never know. Because basically, it was like a constant one person in charge of all the loans and development of the players while they're on loan. Yeah, it's it's one of those like it's one of those things where it it, it could it could potentially make the club so much. More, like, I'll give you for example. I know it, I know he's only played two games, Tanganga. You know, yeah. But he clearly looks very comfortable. I think in the first mm-hmm. team, he looks very comfortable. So he he's a player that potentially. Just guessing, for example, like you know, in in a in a, in a year, a couple of years' time, could be a twenty, twenty-five, thirty million pound player. That's yeah. that's money for nothing for the club, isn't it? You know, not that I'm it saying is, I want to sell him. Yeah. We want to sell no, him. No, no, I know but, exactly what you mean. But but that's that's an investment in the player, and 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 it's you know how much how much would it? I obviously don't even got clue how much this guy was getting paid. But how much is he getting paid compared to how much the club could potentially make <laughs> value-wise with with the yeah. players if they actually looked after properly when they go out on loan? Yeah, it looked after properly monitored, but like like I was talking about, Carl Walker Peters. We as a club need to sign a right back. It's not rocket science. Every fan, Stevie Wonder, can see it. Everybody can see it. We had in Carl Walker Peters the highest rated English fullback at under eighteen, under nineteen, and then in under twenty one level. He won that under nineteen's World Cup, whatever it was. He was the first choice. He was actually playing left back in that a lot of the time, just just because they wanted him to be on the pitch. Mm, mm. <laughs> he he's a right footed player who was comfortable at left back to cover. That's an attribute that's great in a in a professional. You know, if you're part of a squad, especially like with Mauricio Pochettino, he used to on a really small squad with players you can cover different positions because you want to keep the closeness of it. So to have that. And for him to just completely stagnate because he's not even been allowed to play for the under twenty threes. He's literally been training every single day, going to games as like the twelfth, you know, uh, whatever they call it, the thirtieth man nowadays, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, who's just there in his tracksuit, got to go, prepare, be there, watch a game of football, go back again, train, and then when he does come on, he makes mistakes and people jump on him, and you're like. That's what do you expect? Has, 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 uh, has Levy got any daughters? I don't know why. Because I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe Levy caught him shagging one of his daughters or something, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna punish you in a way that I know how to." <laughs> it's got to be something like that, you, surely. You were gonna stay here on this contract we negotiated, which basically means if you don't play, you don't get paid, yeah. and you're gonna rot I'm gonna for dis- life. I would destroy. I would destroy you, know, you as a football player. You know, genuinely, right now, this is in folklore right there. If you're from the southwest, you'll know this. If not, you probably won't. There was a football player called Jamie Curiton. You ever hear of him? Yes, yeah. Okay, Jamie Curiton played for loads of clubs, and at one point in his career, he played up front for Bristol Rovers. Whilst at Bristol Rovers, he was phenomenal. He scored 20 goals in a season, which for Bristol Rovers is bow down and worship the guy. Um, and he got a load of assists. He was playing in front of another very good striker who went on in the Premier League called Barry Hales. Mm, went yeah. with Fulham. But anyway, phenomenal. In the summer, he got sold. Like that. Came out of nowhere. Probably for less money than he could have been. No one knew why. He was caught at the Christmas party shagging the daughter of the chairman. <laughs> So it does happen. He goes. It does happen. So yeah, you put that out there, and he was gone. <laughs> he was January window open, and he was gone. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying that for Levy, that isn't punishment, is it? That's that's no, an easy no. way out. That is, you know. No, for, the thing with like what we were talking about there with the investment from the academy is Carl Walker Peters. We're going to have to spend thirty million to get a very very good right back. 
And the one that everyone's linking us with is Max Aaron's at mm. Norwich. Mm. I can tell you this right now, and people won't believe me, but I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it with complete conviction and belief that it's true, that Juan Bissaka, Max Aaron's, and other players of that ilk were all way behind Carl Walker-Peters when we suddenly just stopped playing him. Mm. If he had gone out on loan three years ago and he'd had two seasons on loan playing first team football in the championship maybe he could have got to the Premier League every single week getting all of the mistakes out of his system all of those little things he needed to learn like every good defender does you know you do it once right I ain't doing that again yeah yeah. (laughs) you know learning every single game he would be our first choice right back right now and he'd be the one getting linked to the club here club there because he's worth 50 60 million Juan Bosaka was didn't even ever get a look in ahead of him with the England setup. Then he completely stagnated, and these players have gone past him. The difference, they've played. Yeah, Juan Bosaka got to play every week for Paris. Aaron's got to play a whole season in the Championship, is now playing a whole season in the Premier League. That's the difference, yeah. and that is why, you know, for all my love for Mauricio Pochettino and every respect of everything he did. The way he dealt with our academy after his initial arrival is bizarre to yeah, me. It is. <laughs> it is. It is completely. I don't get it, and that needs to get fixed because we wasted Josh Onama, and we are now wasting Carl Walker Peters. And you know, if we just purely financial for a second, do you remember a guy called Stephen Colker? Yeah, yeah. Came for our academy. We sold him for like nine million quid. Mm. Was it to Birmingham because, or something? Was it like that? Uh, Cardiff. Cardiff. I think, I from memory. But he came for our academy, played a couple of games like Tang Yang has just done, sold him for the best part of 10 million. It was like 9.4, 9.6 million or something. Because everyone was like, oh, massive upside. This kid's going to be great. Of course, we at the club knew he had some issues, unfortunately. but And that's, that's the way his career sort of went. But you look at some of these players coming through and like, you know, if you can develop a player and he's like, okay, he's not going to make it with us, but we can sell him for three to five, five to 10 million. That pays for the academy, yeah, you know? yeah. it, or or you know you sell a couple of players that come out for half a million here, half a million there. With the greatest respect, when you're developing groups of ten to twenty players every year that need to either be Tottenham players or players for other clubs, you're developing them to be first team, or you're developing them to sell. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're developing them to to do that. And the club have just completely ballsed it up the last couple of years because Carl Walker-Peters, like I said, that's a 30 to £40 million pound right-back we're going to have to sign because he's not played. Mm. Mm. It's madness. He's yeah. homegrown. He loves the club. He would run through walls for the club. The reason why he sat on his hands rotting is because he wants to be a Tottenham player. The reason he's not been screaming, sell me, is because he wanted desperately to stay a Tottenham player. It's awful. I, I hate it, what's happened with him. Um, but we need to fix it. We need to get it done. Um, but yeah, gutting, really. Mm. Um, uh, one of the things I want to talk about as well, before we do Matt's stats, which I'm told is going to be super positive. <laughs> yes? Yeah, yeah. You're not, you weren't lying to me about that. No, mate. I'm, we, we've tried our best to make the whole podcast positive. I know we're struggling a little yeah, bit, aren't we? Yeah. Well, well, one of the things I want to talk about, I want to talk about Eric Dyer, just quickly, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. The main reason why I want to talk about Eric Dyer is yesterday was mine and Eric's birthday. We share a birthday, 15th of January. Um, 
Uh, I had a lovely day, by the way. And thank happy birthday much. yesterday, mate. Yes, thank you very much. I, I had some lovely presents. Should I know what the craziest present I had was? Go So, Laura, who runs our Instagram page, as everybody knows, is a stripper. She she works in a pole dancing club um, part-time. You know, she she does other stuff as well, like an art curator, stuff like that. She loves lovely paintings. Uh, but, you know, she, she loves to take your clothes off for money. <laughs> and... She um she she did a I I asked her for for a pole dance for my birthday, but autocorrect changed pole to pope, and so she showed up at my work dressed as a sexy pope and did a dance for me. I mean, it was it was very strange, very very strange, very strange thing. You know, a beautiful woman but dressed as the pope. You, you know, don't see very, that every day, do you? You don't. You don't see that every day. But generally, Google sexy pope outfit. It exists. What the hell? <laughs> But yeah, thank, thanks, Laura. That was really nice, though. Really, yeah. quite a surprise. I'm, I'm amazed you didn't get the, you know, pole. You know, didn't pick up the typer, but sexy Pope. Way to go, girl. <laughs> yeah, shake it, baby. Um, that aside, I want to talk about Eric Dyer. Then, so me and Eric share a birthday. So yesterday, I put happy birthday to Eric Dyer on our Facebook page. Um, I, you know, we do that when players come up, stuff like that, just just a mark of respect for them, really. Um, obviously, Eric. Is nothing like the player we had two, three years ago, unfortunately. No. Um, but one of the, the reason why I wanted to bring him up really to talk about it is because I think there's something that's quite important. Uh, football's very important. Winning games are very important. Eric was very, very seriously ill at one point, rushing the hospital. He had to have operation. He had to have a couple of things, and his immune system took a real battering, if you like, um, and treatment and stuff that he's had someone sneezes at Hotspur way the poor bugger's catching it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, to keep battling and to keep going and to have the mentality to constantly keep having to come back. Because the other thing as well, as you will notice, I'll notice, everybody will know this. If you pick up an injury and then you start coming back, you get little niggle ones afterwards. You know, like um, uh, anyone who's ever done rehab for anything serious will know. Uh, uh, me, for example, I, I shattered my knee when I was about... 17 18 and when i was rehabbing from that i'd like pull a hamstring you know or like i'd do my calf muscle yeah <laughs> it just like as you're rehabbing from everything else has had to work so hard and almost like compensate and muscles you've not used for a while you suddenly start using them again and ping there it goes um but anyway he has worked through all of that and he is back and he is trying to work back to fitness i i get very frustrated watching him currently because he doesn't move very well anymore. And you can still... And I, I feel almost like his frustration because he knows, like, okay, right back's gone on. I need to slot back in. He just isn't quick enough to do it right mm. now. Do you know mm. what I mean? And you can really see it on the pitch. And I I feel for him. I really, really feel for him. And I am desperate, desperate for him to get through this season, getting minutes and minutes and minutes and getting back to that level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the only way he's going to do it is to play. Yeah, of course. We all know it. Yeah, and, and thankfully, the one, the one person that that's, has sort of shares the same philosophy and the same thought process as you is Jose Mourinho. He's he does. You can see yeah. he wants him back to that old because yeah. he, he he was trying to sign him. I mean, you know, he knows what a great player he yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, and he he wants he wants that dire back, doesn't he? Desperately, like yeah. we all do. Well, you you talk about you know uh, tactics and you talk about the adaptability of tactics. When Dyer was at his absolute best, he allowed you know we talk about that season with Danny Rose and Carl Walker. They could only do that that season because of Eric Dyer. Yeah, 
He would, if people talk about, you know, Wanyama was a destroyer, he was. Very different kind of defensive midfielder. Dyer was positional. Danny Rose went bombing forward. We had a left back because Dyer was there. Kyle went bombing forward. Dyer was there. Mm. You never at any point lost our numbers, our shape or anything because Eric was all over it. Mm. The ball broke, he was there. He was in people's faces. If he had to bring someone down, he brought them down. Yeah. <laughs> As we all know, he loves to do that, especially Di- against Chelsea. Dyer the destroyer. <laughs> yeah, so to me, I can almost feel his frustration and anyone who's ever come back from an injury, I mean me, I, I quit rugby, playing rugby. I played rugby to a fairly decent level and when I came back from an injury, I, I just didn't have that same conviction to push myself back to that level but I thought I still loved the game I wanted to just play it was like a local village team oh I'll come in and play yeah okay yeah I'll come in and play it'd be fun I hated it I couldn't do any of the stuff I used to do before you know and it was I, I was so angry I just quit <laughs> I was like no can't do it I can't play anymore in reality I could have put in the effort the time I could have got back to where I was but it was just so frustrating and I can almost see that on his face you know, we share a birthday, uh, and we got a connection, people. Me and Eric, like yeah. that. <laughs> and and I just, I just watch, and I look at him play. And when he got taken off the other night, you could just see on his face, like, no, you know, let me play, let me, you know, I can do this. Come on. Mm. <laughs> I I think Jose was right to take him off because he looked ridiculously leggy, but I, I just know the only way he's going to get back is to keep having minutes. But as a team, we're not winning games. But do you know so what? So it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But as a positive, though, is the fact that he, he like you say, he, he's got that desire. He wants yeah, to get back. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. You can really see it. The only thing I would say, and, and this is purely now, this is not Tottenham motivated. This is purely because I think Eric Dyer is a ridiculously nice lad and I want only good things for him. I look at him and the way he's struggling right now and I think to myself, if I was him, I'd be thinking about leaving and going to play in Spain, Portugal, Italy, one of the warmer places. Mm. Do, do, do you know what I mean yeah. by that? A, yep. slow, a slightly slower league, a league where I can go there, maybe a central defender or a defensive midfielder, whichever I prefer, and I can play and I'm not going to get done in quite as much as I do in England. I'm not going to be, you know, the cold Tuesday night in Stoke scenarios. Yep. I, I can, you know, go go back to Portugal almost. You, you, you see what I mean? Just mm. the warm weather, everything. I, I don't know. I, I just want him to be okay. I want him to do well. Desperately want him to succeed. I'd love for us to start seeing that dire again because as a team we need that desperately, but more so just for him. You, you, you watch someone go through that level of illness, that level of injury. You just want them to succeed. You know, you want oh, them to come course. out the other side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just want to mention that. I just want to mention that about Eric Dyer because I see so much stuff thrown at him. And like um, in the game the other night, people were just slagging him off nonstop. And I, I asked a question. I said, what is it you want to see him do in a game? Just out of interest, given the position he plays, you're saying he's completely crap. I thought the first half against Middlesbrough he was very good so I, I asked a few people I said what are you expecting well he's not completed any passes well actually yes he did he completed every pass so are you watching the game mm-hmm. <laughs> and people oh, one one person said oh um, he, he uh, his shot he skyrocketed a shot he's a defensive midfielder <laughs> 
defensive midfielders don't hit Rosette, what are they doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't. If he blasted that into the back of the net, this is genuine now. He could have had the worst game ever, missed every pass. He scores a 30 yard goal, and people will be going, It's good to see Dyer back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the perception. It's like mm. a real weird thing. It's like. He crossed the halfway line. He hit a skyder shot. He's crap. Yeah. Awful. Uh, yeah. Why do we play him? It's, and also, it's, it's, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's, it is perception, isn't it? You know, mm. you, you, because people are perceive, perceiving that he's, you know, he's, he's shot now. Now he's yeah. kind of come back. From, you can throw any stat you like at, at them. Yeah. But they're yeah. not seeing that. They're, they're only no. seeing him skyrocketing a shot. You know, that's all yeah. they're that's all they're going to see. And look, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Sam. I, I, I want us. For him, and, and like he 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 fully did himself to Spurs fans the, the first game he played for us. You know, he that, did that yeah. last minute goal against West Ham. You know, it, it was it would always be in our hearts because of that. You know, and it's a, it is a difficult one. It's a, it's almost a bit like the, the, the Dem, Dembele situation we had. Like you know, I was yeah, I so sad to see him go, and I didn't want him to go, but no. he'd done so much for the club, and he's in so it's all in all of our hearts that we were kind of like. And For you, we, we, we know you need to do this, you know? And, and not just did he leave and went and did that. He he didn't take the massive payday he could have got by basically just running out his contract. Like like someone else that we uh, shall not, not mention. Gonna, <laughs> just some, someone who's dead to me is all I'm going to say. Uh, but no, um, we will, I dare say, discuss that. But it is time, ladies and gentlemen, and this is important because we need the positivity of this. It is time for Matt's Stats. Now it's time for Matt's stats on the Spurs News podcast. Right, so Sam, can I? Can I? I know you, you did allude to it at the beginning of the podcast. How how positive you want this podcast yes. to be? Can I? Yes. Can I say exactly what you said? Please, yeah. Yeah. So you want this? You want this podcast to be as positive as Santa on Prozac while getting laid? Yes. <laughs> Can the only one think of a more positive image? <laughs> that's the positivity you wanted, right? So, yeah. with that in mind, I was thinking, what what stats can I can I use to really fill us with positivity? Yeah. So, I thought I'd just look at Jose Mourinho and just Ooh. how much of a managerial legend this guy has been. It's kind kind of like a don't worry, we'll get there. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, go for it, bring it. <laughs> right, okay. So I'll just give you a little bit of a background for anyone that doesn't know on, on Mr. Mourinho. So he was born on the 26th of January in 1963 uh, in a Lisbon suburb that I won't say or pronounce. No, I haven't even written no, down. Lisbon suburb works. <laughs> that works, yeah, right. His dad, Felix, he was actually called Jose, but Felix was his middle name, uh, was yeah. a pro footballer and he actually played once for Portugal. He got one cap for the Portugal, oh, nice. Portuguese Didn't international team. Yeah. So, uh, Jose Mourinho wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps and he sort of played at a semi-pro level uh, but at 25 they just realised he didn't have the power or pace to kind of make it as a, a professional football player yeah. so his mum enrolled him in business school nice do you know how long he lasted? Uh, three weeks one day <laughs> well bl- bloody hell <laughs> dropped out okay. the first day <laughs> thanks mum but no thanks <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> So he, this is this is where it all started for him. He decided instead to go to do a degree in sports science. Yeah. And uh, once he sort of graduated from that, he as this is fairly common knowledge, he became uh, Bobby Robson's uh, translator. He did, yeah. Uh, and uh, he kind of uh, 
obviously with his sports science background and his limited football background, playing-wise, yeah. he kind of developed into this manager that obviously he's now where... It, 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 a bit like with Arsene Wenger, where it, it was the psychology part of it was very important. And yeah. the very modern style of managing. And, and obviously, he um, when Bobby Robson was sacked, Louis van Gaal took over. And yeah. I think Louis van Gaal sort of brought him more into the... Away from the translators, away from that side and more into yeah. the football side of it. So yeah. he... Um, he managed a couple of cups before he uh, started winning trophies. Benfica being one of them, but he didn't, didn't win, any, win anything there. No. But then he moved to Porto, and that's yeah. where that's where the legend began with uh, Jose Mourinho. It's interesting that Porto was the only other club he joined mid-season. Yeah, that that's, other than us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in total, I mean, he's won twenty. I say twenty major cups. He's yeah. won. He's won a couple of. I know a lot of countries like Portugal and uh, I think it's in Italy where the, the winners of the two cups play each other. So it, yeah, it's a trophy, yeah. but it's not really a major. Charity Shield level. Yeah, Charity Shield. It's it's, it's one game, isn't it? But he's yeah. won twenty major uh, 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 cups. So. At Porto, he won the the league twice. He won their domestic cup and European in Europe. He won the Champions League and the UEFA Cup. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, moved to Chelsea. Three Premier Leagues, uh, one FA Cup, and three League Cups. And that's in both of his stints there because I know he obviously went back there later. Yeah. Um, with Inter Milan, two League Cups, one domestic cup, one Champions League, uh, and at Real Madrid, one League Cup, one domestic cup, and Man United, one League Cup and one Europa League. So it's twenty. Uh, major honours there which is uh, quite impressive did he, did he, sorry did he not win the league with Real Madrid uh, I, from what I did, did he did he win the league because I've got yeah, I've got, oh yeah, he did because he, right. right. he, he stopped Barcelona when Barcelona were probably the best team on the planet <laughs> right my, my, um, do you know what I'm going to I'm going to sack the uh the, the website but, uh, <laughs> no, the, the guys I, that created I, I that only, so I, only, I only remember that because I remember at the time people just being like yeah but he did it in this kind of you know they destroyed everybody and when they played Barcelona they just kicked the crap out of them like yeah, yeah that's right won. yeah of course yeah yeah my apologies <laughs> so let's let's make that 21 and do you know what yeah. the reason why I didn't because it added up to 20 and yeah I, you thought I, that sounds good no no yeah <laughs> it wasn't just that but I remember listening when uh when I don't know if you, oh, you watched the game the, the, the Middlesbrough game yeah. but the commentator at the beginning of the game said that he'd won 20 cups which was yeah. three more than Spurs have in their entire history so that's why oh, what a jackass <laughs> yeah, did you not hear him say that yeah <laughs> thanks for that mate it's like there's yeah. these little slight digs that they have to put in all the time yeah well Keown was on commentary wasn't he oh, oh why do they do it if it's not him it's Alan Smith you know why do they yeah. do that you know? do you know what uh, Smith actually ain't as bad he, he ain't I, and I say this with kind of a twitch as I say it but he ain't actually as bad but Keown and a couple of the others when they comment on commentate like for us or if they commentate for Arsenal they're ridiculous yeah it's yeah. awful absolutely yeah. awful but anyway sorry mate carry yeah. on no they just like the digs and they so um, looking at his league uh, or his, his, his games games record all the, the clubs he's played at so if you add them all up so obviously Porto, Chelsea Inter, Real Madrid uh, back at Chelsea Man United uh, I won't include the games he's managed for us so prior to him joining us 
he'd managed 849 games, won 562 of them, drawn 168 and lost 119. And that's a a win ratio of (laughs) 66.2%. Jesus. That's better than Tim Sherwood. Well, do you know who is actually better better than as well? Go on. Sir Alex Ferguson. That's that's mad. Right, if you look at Alex Ferguson's um, managerial record at Man United, he managed... I don't know if you know this, and this is hopefully this is correct from the source <laughs> I got it from. Yeah. One thousand five hundred games he managed. Yeah. Won eight hundred ninety-five of them, drew three hundred thirty-eight, and lost two hundred sixty-seven, which gives him a win uh, ratio of fifty-nine point seven percent. It's still bloody good, isn't it? No, it's it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's great. But this, is, but that gives you an idea of where Mourinho is, doesn't it? It does, mate. And you're right. This is ridiculously positive. The guy's going to win everything with us. Right. And and this and this here's another one for you. What what do you think? And uh, or not even under us in total, Pochettino's managerial record. Do you think he's better or worse than that? Oh, loads worse. Loads he's worse. like a total poophead now. So we've got Jose, man. <laughs> listen, mate. I'm trying to be positive. I love Pochettino. Me too. And I'm missing. Yeah. But listen, we're being positive, Sam. So yes. Um, Pochettino's managerial record: 514 games, won 235, drawn 118, and lost 161, which gives him a, a win ratio of 45.7 percent. Huh? Amateur. Amateur. And yeah. under under us, Mourinho uh, managing us so far. Yeah. yeah. 14 games, won seven, drawn two, lost five. So he's got a 50 percent win ratio. So he's beaten him already. <laughs> Well, that's practically a trophy, boys and girls. There we go. (laughs) Yes, I will uh, have one made. (laughs) And just finally, um, uh, individual records. So these are just awards that Mourinho's won in his his managerial career. He's won 41. Okay. Which isn't bad, is it? No, that's a big mantelpiece. Yeah, it's a big mantelpiece. And I thought I'd list just a few of the highlights of them. Okay. So, in 2010, won European Coach of the Year. Uh, in 2003-2004 and 2002-2003 um, UEFA Manager of the Year yeah. uh, 2010 FIFA World Coach of the Year oh, uh, yeah. 04-05 05-06 and 14-15 Premier League Manager of the Year uh, in 08-09 and 09-010 Syria Manager of the Year and in 2015 Portuguese Coach of the Century <laughs> Portuguese coach the whoa of the century. It's not even it's not even a competition, is it? We're gonna demolish everybody once he's had a bit of time. It's just... I feel I feel very confident now. You've you've this Matt stats has done it. Well done. There we go. We've we've got a legend uh, as the head coach. What could we possibly do. go wrong? Ooh, there was the question that ended it. Oh, dear, what could possibly go wrong? Tottenham. Tottenham is what can go wrong. That amazing record where he's won trophies at every club. Ba-dum, gone. Um, so, yes, mate, brilliant. Thank you. That was a positive Matt stats. We all needed that, like a shot in the arm. Phenomenal. Um, we got a couple other things, because um, it's quite a packed show this week. So, one of the other things I want to do right now is do an update from the ladies. That's right. Here come the girls. It's time to talk Spurs ladies. So, 
So Tottenham women, I've got to stop saying Spurs ladies, by the way. It's such a bad habit. But yeah, Tottenham women uh, picked up another valuable three points in the Women's Super League at the weekend with a 96th minute winner against West Ham. Do you know, there's two good things about that. The last minute winner and the yeah. fact it was West Ham. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah, that's always a little cheeky smile. Uh, Rihanna Dean, Rihanna Dean, she is a goal machine, got the goal. Um Brilliant, brilliant forward. Uh, it's a good header as well. If you get a chance, you can watch any of this, by the way. There's a Women's Super League app, uh, which is sponsored by Barclays. It's completely free. You can watch any game on there, anytime, anywhere. All the goals, everything. All the games are televised live on the app. You can watch them anytime they're playing. Their next game is this Sunday. They are away at Man United Women. It will be a very tough game. Mm-hmm. So, good luck to the ladies. Hopefully, you can get another result. Um, to end the podcast this week, however, we have f- fan questions and things, topics from our Facebook page. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Now, are you like me on this now, where when we go to these... I am genuinely quite anxious and nervous about what the hell they're going to be nowadays. Yeah, they tend to be quite negative, Sam, don't they, to be fair? Yeah, well, let's, let's hope people have caught on to our positive vibes out yes. there in the universe. Uh, the first one we have is from Brandon Michael Anthony Greenhill. Wow, Brandon, you got a name, son. Um, <laughs> discuss a bit about Gordon... Fr- uh, sorry, Gedson <laughs> Gordon. Uh, Gordon Fernandi. Um, yeah, it's Gedson Fernandez help people to learn what he can bring to the team. Also, the importance of trying to keep Lamella fit. Um, mate, would you like to talk about Gedson Fernandez? For what I've seen, it, it, I mean, I, I don't look. I don't follow the Portuguese league. I've got to be honest. So, uh, would, you, know, would you say that when you heard we were linked with him, you had to Google it? I, 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 when it said Fernandez, I thought it was the other guy, Bruno Fernandez. Danny, Danny Rose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but from what I can see, he looks good. There's it, it, a lot of positive. I mean, look, you, you, don't, you don't put a hundred million plus uh, uh, get out clause on a player no. if you don't think he's good. So, so, no. so there's, there's got to be some talent there, you know. So, and, uh, so here, here's the very limited thing. I never watched the guy play. I have never. I don't watch Portuguese football. I've never seen him play. I've never heard of him until I was told we were going to sign him, um, which was a couple of weeks ago. And I think I told you, and we both went, "Who?" <laughs> um, it's eighteen month loan. Wow! Yay! <laughs> um, so, so let's. Um, from what I am told, then, so this is purely from someone who I know and trust. He's a coach, works within football. Um, he says at nineteen years old, he was being linked with every major club in Europe because of his dynamic displays in the European Super League. Um, he also took the winning penalty when Portugal picked up the youth uh, European Championships under 18 level. Um, so mentality-wise, people really rated him, you know, stepped up, took the winning penalty, slotted it away. Um, athleticism, he, he brings dynamism. He is a box-to-box player. He, he, everyone raves about his fitness and everything. In theory... He should adapt to English football quite well. He's he's well built. He's just turned twenty one years old. He has, a, you know, everyone else has talked about his pace, his power, phenomenal engine, you know, stamina. So in theory, he's got all of the attributes that will adjust to English football. Um, we've taken him on an eighteen month loan, um, and there is an option to buy. The exact amount of the option is rumored anywhere from thirty five million up to. 
55 million. Those are the rumours. Um, knowing Daniel Levy, it's probably the lowest, 10 million yeah. and a Jermaine Genus bobwhead. Who knows? But yeah, generally there is uh, there is built in. It's 18 month long though, so it's not something we're going to be triggering anytime soon. Um, the options built into the agreement, so if he's phenomenal for us, all of a sudden that option could look like a snippet. If he's rubbish, we send him back. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and the loan fee was next to nothing, by the way. The loan fee for loan fees nowadays, it was about two million. Yeah. So, for eighteen months, it seems like a low risk kind of scenario. Um, people have wondered why we've done this when he can't even get in his current club side. Uh, his current club side, his previous manager loved him, rated him very highly. The new manager wanted him playing in a role he wasn't familiar with, basically playing on the wing. Um, he didn't adjust very well to it, and the new manager dropped him. They had words, fell out, kid got dropped into the academy, and they've been trying to sell him ever since. It can happen, especially with young players. Mm. Um, for me... I've never seen him play. I, I can't make any judgment. So completely open. Let's give the kid a chance. Let's yeah. see what he can do. Because um, if he comes in and does really well, aces. If he comes in and doesn't do so well, fire the scouts. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, let's be positive. And in regards to Lamella, um, I think keeping Lamella fit is a ship that sailed. Unfortunately, I think we got to accept that he's a bit part player, mm-hmm. squad player who can give us 20, 45-minute cameos in games and do things well. But whenever he starts, and he starts a few games, he'll be out. Yeah. Um, I've just come to accept that. So, yeah, I... His his importance to a point is mostly down to the fact he's forward-thinking. I think Lachelso has that in spades. Um, So, let's see what happens going forward. Uh, the next one's from Liam Hickey, who says, uh, talk about something nice and happy. Should Tanganga get a call-up for the Euros if he continues the way he's begun? What do you think, Matt? I, I, I don't know. If he if he carries on playing as well as he's, he's been playing, then why not? He just seems mm-hmm. to he seems to have... Look, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, because I know it's only he's only played two games. Yes. But I've been impressed with those two games. And he seems to... It, it's not like he's... It's like he's trying to adjust. It's almost like he's. It feels like he's been playing first team football for a while. It like does, especially yeah. the Middlesbrough game. I mean that 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 that, that um, run he made at the end. You know where he sort of just made their left back look silly. You know. Yeah. It, it, it did really impress me. So so if he ca- if he carries on like this with the right attitude, he clearly he's desperate. I mean he said that his post message post-match interview at Middlesbrough well, yeah. I'm hoping the gaffer picks me in the next game yeah. if, he, if he gets games if he, I mean I'd, I'd like to see, I mean I know we, we spoke about him being a centre-back and probably that's his better position, a better position yeah. but I, I, at the moment I'd rather see him there than Serge Aurier uh, you know I'd, I'd rather <laughs> see him play as a right-back and so if he carries on playing like he is then why not why not yeah no I, I agree with you um, to me I'd, he's one of those players that when you watch him in the under-23s you could all knew he was a good player, but at the same time, like a few others, stagnating because he wasn't playing first-team football. Mm. And you could almost feel like he hit the ceiling and his contract was running down. That's no coincidence. that There was this weird thing with Pochettino there. Like I said, love the guy, but it was just this weird thing that happened in the academy where players went from, look at Kane, Mason, etc., we can get to the first team, to, oh my God, look at Edwards and Onoma, I'm never going to get picked. Mm. 
Mm. I am never going to play for this club. I need to get out of here. Mm. And you see the teams in Germany taking these players. You know, he he still, whilst we're in contract talks at the moment, is wanted by Dortmund and uh, RB Leipzig, who, of course, we're playing soon. Mm. They're both after him. They both, both clubs definitely want to sign him. Um, so they've noticed something about him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and now we as fans are getting to see it. So... He he's he's a young player. All the enthusiasm in the world. The thing I will say is, people need to stick with him. He will make mistakes. Mm. There will be, you know, he will make errors, and people have just got to back him because people turned on Juan Foyf really quickly, and that's damaged that kid yeah. <laughs> to the point we need to sell him. Really, mm. um, you, I, I think people might be a little bit more patient with a homegrown player coming through rather than a signing. But they're they're the same age, <laughs> yeah. so so you know be patient. I, I think what does what does Tanganga a favour as well is is you alluded to this earlier the fact yeah. that he 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 said I'd love to be at the club for the rest of my life. Yeah, it does. Help. So yeah, so yeah. so you know he's going to make the odd mistake like we all know he's going yeah. to. And I'm not saying Foyth is ever, has ever suggested he wants to leave, but no, you just no, know, when, know what you mean, yeah. when you've got the law from a player, you just you, you you forgive those mistakes a lot easier, don't you? Yeah, and hopefully hopefully fans keep supporting him. Um, the next one's from Aaron Jewell. Aaron says, Hi, Sam and Matt. Good start. Hi. The one good thing about getting up at 4am on a Friday morning in Brisbane, Australia, is I get to listen to your podcast. <laughs> hey, Aaron. You, you the man, Aaron. <laughs> um, I've basically written off this season as we need time to develop under our new manager. Yeah, I can understand why you've done that. Unfortunately, there are no quick fixes, but it won't be long till we are back to our best. I love my club and will continue to watch every game at stupid hours of the night. Uh, do you know I went to um, when I got when I went, married my wife back in 2010? We got married at the end of the year, yeah. and uh, we had our honeymoon in Australia. And, oh, nice! Yeah, it was wicked. We, we went to. Um, Tokyo to start with and mm. then went to Australia and spent most of it in Sydney but did go to Melbourne to watch the Boxing Day uh, uh, test the first day oh, of, which is it was, nice. it was the one as well when we had we had them all out for under 100 which was just incredible you, know? yeah. but, you, but, you uh, need to go to every game oh, yeah. it was just like it was insane like oh my god we've got, we, we've got them all out for under 100 at the MCG <laughs> in the ashes it was insane yeah. but uh, I remember we was playing we played a two or three games I think over Christmas and one of them was playing Villa and I was desperate to watch it and I knew it had been on one of the channels and I think mm. it worked out about half past two in the morning it was going to be on <laughs> and I set my alarm for about a quarter of an hour before the alarm went off and I thought oh sorry I'll just find out what the score was in the morning <laughs> yeah, I don't know how yeah, they do no, it I don't know yeah. how how we, how people well, over there do it yeah. so it's, it's real fans mate not like us mate weather ones real fans real fans uh, but no thanks for that message mate we really appreciate that that was kind hopefully hopefully, when you're listening to this you enjoy it and I hope you and your family are safe down there the fire's oh, bloody horrible my yeah. friend thinking of you all um, Dave Daintree's the next one he says would Aurier be better employed as a winger he's a great crosser of the ball um, to be honest with you I think Aurier should be played um, on the right Somewhere in France. Yeah, I was going to say that, mate. Another stadium that is not wearing a white yeah. Spurs shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know, and I don't know whether I should bring this up on the podcast or not, but you know, last week I basically said I really don't like Sir Dorier. You know, he's a gooner. <laughs> he's, you know, homophobic when we signed him. And his performances have never done anything to make me change my mind. Um, our podcast got taken down for three hours last week. I don't you noticed that many people noticed because someone reported me and said I was racist in oh, that you're remark. kidding <laughs> no so our podcast provider reviewed it and obviously 
No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was just simply saying I don't like him as a player. <laughs> I don't like the homophobic stuff he said. I don't like the fact he supports Arsenal and plays for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, someone reported that. So um, perhaps Somewhere. I should keep my gob shut on Serge Aurier going forward. But yeah, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, the podcast got taken down. I had this really shirty email from SoundCloud, who, who's our host. Yeah, I, it's, it, that's, that's the thing, mate, isn't it? I mean, he could, he could be bright yellow with green purple dots yeah. it still yeah, makes still, it still hate him as much it doesn't matter still awful um but yeah no across through the ball it's a i love perception i love this um next game he plays genuinely now um uh dave dave daintree next time he plays and watch him whipping five amazing crosses for five goals now i've said this watch how many times he crosses the ball and at the end of the game tell me how many you think were good Getting one right every now and again doesn't make him a good crosser of the ball. It means he's lucky. <laughs> it's perception again, Sam, isn't it? It's it perception. is. It is because in the in the last game where he played, he got an assist, and it was a phenomenal cross. It was like pinpoint. Uh, Middlesbrough won Lucas Moura's goal. That's right. That, from a full-back of a cross, was like, oh, that is A1. Yeah. But yeah, you, you watch. Actually watch the game and just keep a running count of how many times it isn't that good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stefan Cruz Alvarez, or Stepin Super Sub Stefan, says... Sanchez, I keep hearing about his potential, but it's the same mistakes every match, every opposition. Is it time to bench him, give Foyf a run of games to show? Um, no, Stefan, you're an idiot. Go away. No. <laughs> it's just it's a confidence thing, I think, with Sanchez, and it always has been with him. I mean, yeah. I, I know I've mentioned this in, in, a, in a probably in the podcast before, but I, I always seem to remember that that Watford game away, where I think he got sent off, didn't he? And it was um, yeah. we end up drawing it one all about three or yeah, four years yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's one of these set the back that always he worries me from because of his confidence. You know, he, he yeah. never seems to like one mistake, like you know, like you saying about the Middlesbrough game, one mistake, and it really knocks him, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I also think there's a lot of lot can be said about partnerships with defending. Um, I think Sanchez is a better player with Toby than Sanchez is with Jan. And I think you only got to watch the last two games to see that illustrated in massive Technicolor. And I think the reason for that is I think Toby organises him. Uh, anyone next time they play together, just give a little watch. If you're at the stadium, especially Toby, don't shut up. <laughs> when yeah. he's when he's there with Davinson, he he basically directs him. Now there are some defenders in this world who are just natural class personified. Ledley King, Ledley King didn't need anyone next to him. Ledley King could have defended that Tottenham box by himself. The guy was a genius. <laughs> he yeah, just yeah. he would just like a ball would come through, he'd be there. Yeah. How could he be there? He's only got one knee. He's just there, <laughs> and he just. I mean, that, beautiful that, that Robin. Yeah, clearance. I mean, that he just had was... no rights. He had no rights making insane, that tackle. Insane, wasn't it? <laughs> and just like because you look at him and go, you don't think of him as an unbelievably pacey central defender, and yet he just at the ground because he angled his run. He knew the angle he needed to be at and just did it, and it was phenomenal. And he was class personified. Then there are some defenders in this world who are still very, very good defenders, but they do need someone next to them going there. Mm. You pick him up, do mm. this, do that. And I think Davinson's one of them. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be a leader of a back line by himself. But you put him with someone like... You put him with Columbia and that Mina... Mina ch- chirps at him all the time. You put him with us and you've got Toby next to him, basically running him. Yeah. yeah. And I think Jan last season... Jan this season is a very different player. 
But you just need him there with that experience. And we've re-signed Toby to that new contract. And I think sitting under that learning tree with Toby will just continue to develop in. Um, he had an awful game against Middlesbrough. There's no point denying that. It was awful. But I'm I'd, I'd certainly not writing him off. No. Um, Jacob Twyman says, Why isn't Jose given Parrot a chance? He's not included in the first team. And he's not getting in the under-23s. So he's getting no game time. Um he goes on to talk about, obviously, we need cover for Kane. Uh, what do you think, mate? Why do you think Parrot's not playing? Because he caught... Uh, did just catch Carl Walker-Peters. It was, it was Troy Parrot that was in that threesome with his daughter as well. <laughs> threesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an image. I don't, I don't need that image at all. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, I'll be... No. I'll be I, I, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think that Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough game was a perfect chance for Parrot yeah. to get a few minutes. I don't know why. I, I, do you know why? I, um, I, I've got a theory, and it's nothing more than a theory. But if I'm Jose Mourinho and I've told the chairman I need a striker, I need you to sign me a striker, and then I bring on an academy striker who scores two goals, I know Daniel Levy's going to go, there you go. You don't need one, yes. You don't need one. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. I also know that Troy Parrott's contract, he cannot sign a long-term deal till he turns 18. I know the club have stuck a deal under his basically to him to say we want you to sign we want you to be a player for us and he's not it just can't happen till he turns 18 mm. so there's a little element of that I but I know Jose Mourinho quite well we've seen him around management for a long time Jose goes to the chairman I need a striker Jose's not going to play an academy striker yeah. just in case yeah. <laughs> he just, he's he knows, way too savvy and for that anybody <laughs> who knows Daniel Levy knows that's what would happen yeah. Troy comes on and looks great Daniel Levy's going to be in the stands with a smile <laughs> yeah boy you, you just million. saved me so much money <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's my theory anyway there's nothing it's beyond that my theory, than my, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> who knows uh, Yamat Spurs who's either brilliantly named to be a Tottenham fan, or you've changed that for Facebook, dear boy. Um, what is the problem? Spurs and Danny Rose is not happy at the club. Or what for? He's better than Ben Davis. Um, one, though, he's not anymore. <laughs> um, in my opinion, uh, he's not better than Ben Davis. He hasn't been for over a season. Um, two, uh, Danny Rose um, refused to leave on loan, refused to be transferred. Danny Rose has said publicly he's going to run his contract down. Uh, which basically means that the club can't do anything with him. Um, when he plays, I think Danny Rose is still trying. I don't think Danny Rose is mentally checked out like a certain other person. Mm. But at the same time, he doesn't have the legs now. Yeah. He, you can see his legs have gone for the pace and the position. And he has that look of a man who's like, why can't I do that anymore? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know like when Carl Walker would make a mistake, his pace would get him out. Mm. Danny does that a little bit himself and can't recover now yeah um and it's it's sad it's sad to watch actually <laughs> it's, it's a little bit sad to watch because i was a massive fan of danny um for a long time um we fell out about his son interview obviously but you know i, I forgave him afterwards and um it's it's kind of like a sad ending a bit like with that danish guy who's dead to me it's just a sad end to what was once a very nice thing yeah uh, but yeah, that's why. Uh, Leslie Salter says, when are we going to see Troy Parrott play? He's such a talented player. Surely he should be a sub. Bring him on for 20 minutes. Uh, we've covered that, Leslie. I think after the January window closes, he might suddenly be making the bench again. Yeah, yeah. Again, just my mad theory. You could see him start against Watford now. Who knows? But just my just my mad theory. Uh, Jeff Edwards says, do you know anything about Carter, Carter Williams? Do you think he has a chance in the first team? 
I think he might mean Carter Vickers. Um, that's the only Carter oh, unless I know. there is a Carter Williams that you know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know there was a Danny Rose Peters at one point. Now, um, now Carter, uh, Carter Vickers. To be honest with you, um, I, I think he needs to be sold to go and continue his career. Now, yeah, um, yeah. he's a full USA international. Um, there were actually a few clubs in America interested in him. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens next for him. But you only got to look at Tanganga, who's two years, uh, roughly two years younger. He's broken through to our first team. Carter Vickers isn't, despite being recalled from loan. So, yeah, I, I don't see him having a future with us, but you never know. Um, Ace Blanco, great name. Please discuss our new signing. Uh, we've done that. So, thank you. Hope you're enjoying listening. And Moira Lang says, will Spurs be buying anybody else? Matt, do you care to wager a tattoo on this? Uh, are they, are they, is this one of one of these people that think that we're actually directly linked to the club and are asking us directly, uh, I, or are they asking I, for I our opinion? I hope not. I think, I think this person's asking our opinion, because I, I can't handle any more of that. I, my, and what makes it worse is my sarcasm appears to be going over their heads. I, I replied to the one the other day saying, all right, I'll get right on that for you this afternoon. They replied, thanks. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Do you know my favourite one? is you get? I think she's commented two or three times, but she keeps complaining about the tour, the, the stadium yeah, tour, and why yeah. aren't we sort of helping her with it? And <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. I've tried a lot to say, we're not the official club page. This is the website. This is the people you need to speak to. Yeah, but do you know when it's opening? No, 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 no. They said January, but it's now January and it's not open. They Amazingly, the builders haven't rung me to run it past me at any point. Yeah, so it can be entertaining. I mean, my favourite thing is when we get people message the page um, who, who clearly think that we're a... Uh, um, you know, clearly think that we're doing we're doing something. Uh, we're part of the club, and they they're speaking directly to people because, of course, one person once messaged the page, and Dan, our fellow admin, replied to them pretending to be uh, Mauricio Pochettino. I think you then pretended to be Jesus Perez for a while, <laughs> yeah. and then after they obviously all left, he sent a message, and we replied as Jose. <laughs> so, so this person, wherever he is in the world, genuinely thinks. Wow, he's got I'm speaking. Yeah, I'm, I've got a direct line, and every now and again we'll still get a message from him saying, "Like, I think you should do this," and we reply saying, "Like, yeah, it's a good idea. I'll work that into training." He gives us some advice, and he, he really does. And so, anytime Tottenham win, this guy's going to his friends. I did that. That was me. That was uh, I suggested that. He told me it was a good idea. Uh, yeah, best manager in the world, me. Football manager, eat your heart out. Um, but yeah, we got we got to have something to make us laugh at the moment, people. It's dark times. Uh, but look, that's the podcast. That's everything. And um, we've overrun by a little bit. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but I hope you've you've enjoyed it. Hopefully, you find the stuff interesting. Uh, just before we go, I've just been sent a message telling me that Paris Magoma from our uh, academy is joining Brentford. I don't know if that's a loan or if he's left us permanently, but everyone check that out. Of course, it'll be on our Facebook page soon because as soon as I get it confirmed. I'll let everybody know. Uh, But, mate, lovely talking to you. We'll be back next week. Uh, Until then, take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. 
Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.